Okay. <laughs> Once again, welcome. Come well. Come as you are. Arrive as is. However you want to see it. However you want to be it. Into another episode. Into the same classroom. Different lesson on the board. So another doorway entitled <clears throat> Beyond Words and Expression. Beyond the beyond, in other words. Today's fun time, we will once again play with the energy of randomnimity. What's that? Just random shit. You know? <clears throat> things that come. Certain things that are that have came. Wrote certain one liners down. And as you know, the whole process, we open them up as we go along. And then um, I open up the channel, feed off the channel. We bounce back and forth. Keep everything in its motion as usual, but unusually. <laughs> okay. So I guess, um, well, to share some with the listeners as well, I um, started doing something else as well, generating currency. Um, different environment, different atmosphere. But, you know, with this awareness and consciousness that you uh, come into, no matter where you're at or what you're doing or what you're around or who you're around, what's happening you always remain within this orbit no matter what so it could be the most mundane most human shit that's around you that you're involved in that you're participating in that you're a part of that you're moving with and moving as however you want to see it however you want to phrase it however you want to word it um no matter what it is, you remain. I'm put a period on that. You remain. Period. Within that state. So, you know, being in a certain type of labor environment, um, I still receive and still get uh, knowings, unknown knowings through the awareness of others around me and other things going on around me. No matter what, this is something that you cannot, will not, and does not turn off. Like the saying goes, once you know, you can't unknow. 
Once you see, you can't unsee. You know, so everything always kind of flowers out from that point on. And, um, you know, same old, same old. The new old, new old. Uh, things remain in rotation as, as usual. So, with that being said, the energy being spread, you can jump into the first doorway of today's episode. The first doorway is something I realized, and maybe some others can also hmm, incorporate if they choose to associate. I don't work for something. My body works for me. My body and mind, when it's aligned, make sure that whatever I want, need, and desire in this physical existence is met and or in a way fulfilled. See, because some people may say, I have a job, or I work for this, or I work for that. You know, I work for a job and X, Y, Z, et cetera, et cetera. But see, when you totally, remember I told you, this whole passage about, oh, what you may, what people may know or coin or call us spirituality or being spiritual or being aware, really, awareness, is actually a receding. So in the forefront, in the very front is, my name is Bob, and I work for this at a job. When you recede from that, it's this entity is named Bob, and he's involved in an illusion of place called the job. You recede back from that, and you say, okay, this body has a name, and is doing something to keep me present within this physical reality. You see, so it's a constant rewind. That's why to remind is to rewind. To rewind is to remind. When you read mind, when you read your mind, you remind. When you remind yourself, you become aware, you recede, and you rewind. That's what awareness is. It's not looking, it's seeing. You see things as it is. You see it for what it is. You let this body do what it's going to do. But this body doesn't necessarily have to be you. You see? 
So when somebody says, I work for a job, it's like, no, I don't work for a job. My body works for me, and it's doing whatever I desire and request, whatever I want. My body and my mind make sure, or this body and mind, you can even, you can even eliminate the word my, M-Y, take that out. Just say this body and mind. Make sure that whatever I want, need, and desire in this physical reality is met and fulfilled to my satisfaction. You see, these are ways realizations and awarenesses are basically like strategies on how not to get stressed, frustrated, and aggravated in the work field and or job environment which you find yourself in. If you think about it, think about it like this. Like I said before, my man was like, yo, somebody I knew. I think my girl is cheating on me. And I said, don't worry about that, son. He's like, what you mean don't worry about that? I said, don't worry about that. She's cheating on that nigga with you. It's how you perceive reality. Stop trying to own shit. You don't own her. You don't own anything. You were given something, a body. You don't even own this body. You were given a body. You don't own it. You can do as you will with it. But don't get caught in the do as you will with it. Don't get caught in the do as you will within it. Let this thing work for you. So with that being said, if you think about it, anybody working, have a job environment or they go to, they have a job, think about it like this. Something to think about. You don't pay them. They pay you. So who's really working for who? See, once again, it's all about how you're perceiving your reality from the truth of where it actually stands. And are you perceiving it in a way which relieves your attention and your emotion as much as possible? Why do you say that? Because as long as tension and emotion is present within your vehicle, what you call your body, was also your avatar, then you're going to always be stressed and anchored in the bodily activities. There's nothing wrong or right with anchoring yourself. But the only question is how deep does that anchor drop? How stuck or settled is it within that ground that it drops within? And how heavy is the chain and the anchor? And what's going on on the surface of the water? Because you're going to have to pull that anchor back up no matter how deep you fall into this physical reality and what's going on. Are you aware of that? You can play whatever you want to play in. You can play the manager guy. You can play the employee. You can play the uh, supervisor. You can play the boss. You can play you know, the custodian. You can play the uh, stock person. You can play, you know sales representative, all these different characters you can play. They have all different tags, different badges and different things to say that these are costumes. The police uniform, that's a costume and a mask. UPS, that's a costume and a mask. FedEx, that's a costume and a mask. The Home Depot with the Home Depot logo on the shirt, that's a costume. With the hat, that's a mask. 
You can play in whatever costume and mask you want to play in. But don't let the costume and mask run you and get you sucked up within it. It's supposed to work for you. Your body is working for you. This body works for you. I don't work for a job. My body works for me. I don't pay them. They pay me. So who's working for who? This is just certain things to keep in mind. And it really always boils down to how you are perceiving your own reality. But perceive your reality from the truth. Don't perceive it from an imagine. You, you, you can play with imagination. There's nothing wrong with it. It's there. It's a device. It's a mental device for you to utilize. But how are you utilizing it? Are you basing it on truth or are you basing it into some nonfiction shit? And this truth to even this truth to both sides. This truth to even the truth of what reality is, and there's a truth even to the nonfiction reality as well. Because where did the idea come from? Where do these things where do these things pop up from? How can they be? They come from somewhere. But just understand that this is a grounding reality, and you can kind of decipher certain things, you know, on your own, within your own mind of what is actually may work for me and what is not going to work for me. You know, and you decide from there and choose from there what you want to do and how you want to do it. Just make sure you're perceiving reality from the truth or from where it stands. Anything you want to reflect on that? Um, just one thing. You know, I think <clears throat> it's definitely an interesting point you mentioned. You know, um, you know not not working for someone, you know, they're, they're paying you. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's a real thing because if you reflect on what you're giving, um, you know, in, in a job or whatever, um, you know, you, you are sacrificing time but also, like, if you go into something with, um, you know, they they interview you in a sense, but also they ask what are you, um, you know, what are your skills, what are your things. So it's centering, centering on you, <laughs> what you bring. But, um, yeah, you're putting time and labor in it, and time is something which you can never get back. Um, like I said, I'd rather save time than save money. You know, I definitely get that concept. But um, remember, you are the one within your own mind. So whatever they're laying on, whatever they're relying or laying on somebody to complete a task or do something. Remember, if you're not the body, then you're just learning a skill. You know, it's all within the benefit, whether you how to make a fucking milkshake, how to make a mocha or whatever they call these damn names, Starbucks, noise other places, a mocha this or a cafe that, whatever the fuck they call these damn names. You're learning a skill, so it's like I'm in constant learning of certain things, but I'm, I'm also within my knowing state. But I'm going to play, I'm, I'm going to let my avatar, my body or my vehicle play with learning something every once in a while. I'm going to feed the brain as well. Even though the brain is trash, this shit is trash. 
I don't really need it, except to remember certain things to do when I'm learning something as far as a skill or a trade. But the whole point is, I'm not even the body at all to fucking begin with, so who cares? But I'm the only one that needs to know that. They don't need to know that. That's none of their business. They think they may be training somebody or have somebody named Bob work for them. But I'm not even Bob. I'm not even the body that the, the word Bob wasn't branded on. I know that. They don't need to know that. This is the beauty about being within your own mind. Being to yourself is like, yeah, okay, no problem. Sure, I'll take that task. Cool. Thank you. But as you are doing something, I'm going to get deep into what we're talking about because there's another doorway here that we're going to open up that touches upon exactly what we're talking about. But I don't want to spoil the surprise like that. But I definitely understand, like I said, you know, yes, you're giving your time and your labor to it. But if you're not the body, the body works for you. You're chilling in a space somewhere that is untouched. You're untouched. You make this body work for you. The body is saying what you want. You want money to survive here? Yeah, we need currency and certain things to survive here. Okay, I'll do it for you. What else you want? You want me to think this way to remember that? Okay, I'll think this way and I'll remember how to do that and I'll learn that and I'll put that into a skill. I'll make that into a skill so that I can complete that task for you. What else you want? See, so it's it's creating that space from this body because this body wants to work. This body wants to have a job. It wants to do labor. It wants to learn a skill. It wants to learn a trade. It wants to ride a bike. It wants to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It wants to get married. It wants to get divorced. You know, it wants to do these things. It wants to eat. It wants to shit. It wants to take a piss. It wants to take a shower, you know, take a shower, or a, shower a bath. It wants to walk, it wants to run, it wants to sit, it wants to lay. This is what this thing wants to do. This is what it came here to do. This is what we were given this for a reason. So it's like, you know what? You do that, but I can suspend from that. What do you mean you can suspend? Don't worry about that. I can suspend from that. You know, I'm going to let this do for me whatever I want, desire this reality. I'm going to find somewhere else to be. But body... You do this for me. I'm going to find what I find somewhere else to be. That's the beauty of it. Because you'll be around people complaining about certain shit. Because, you know, you have all these different kind of characters in the work field. You have the one that's always complaining about shit. <laughs> you know, you have that character of a person always complaining about the hours they're getting and the work they're doing and all sort of crap. And you have others in the, the break room or the lunchroom that may talk about sports and bullshit all day. No dumb shit. You have the ones that's real loud that want the attention. You have the ones that's trying to do better than the others. You know, you have all these different kind of fucking characters inside of a work field environment or a job environment. You know, and this is saying you can be your own character. You can be what you want to be. You can, you know, play a role if you want to, but don't get caught in the role. Don't get caught in the script because you know this whole shit is an illusion. Everybody or other people may be caught in the illusion and stuck in the illusion. You have a get out of the illusion free card. It's your awareness. 
see us laboring time, maybe putting in stuff like that, but you can say instead of, or anybody can say instead of laboring time, I'm learning a skill in the trade that I can take with me any time if I want to leave this job. Any time. I feel like I can navigate my path however I choose to, whenever I choose to. However I choose to. And you know, since we're operating outside the cycles of time, that has nothing to do with time. So which means that other things will pop up to your opportunity. With an opportunity specifically tailor-made just for you to excel into whatever you have in mind. But as long as some people have time in their mind, then they have to wait on time for things to appear. <laughs> Whether we operate outside of time, and I learned this skill, or I learned the forklift drive and all this, and I use the forklift in certain ways and machines and certain things like that, all of a sudden, I'm outside the cycles of time, and I go into a store to get a fucking gallon of water, or Fiji water, or whatever, eternal water. All of a sudden, somebody walks past and says, hey, I'm looking for, you know, a job for forklifters or whatever. They have this certification or whatever. Oh, I got my certification. Oh, yeah, well, we're paying 23 an hour. You know, uh, would you be able to, you know, are you interested? Yeah, I'm interested. Okay, well, we can start, you know, within a little as a couple of days to a week. Can you, are you able to start? Yeah, I'm able to start. Okay, sure, no problem. You know, we have a spot over here in XYZ, blah, 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 blah. And you just started the job maybe a week or two, maybe a month ago, but then this brand new opportunity arises because you're not in the cycle of time. So which means anything, anyone from anywhere with anything can hit you at any time. That has nothing to do with time. But if we're in the time body, if we're stuck in the body, I'm giving my time, giving my labor, then we fall victim to time reality. Because whatever I'm doing, my mind is still somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Your mind is still somewhere else. We had conversations, even when, even when you was working and shit, I mean, you know, even while you're working, we had conversations with certain things, and you're talking about some whole other shit, serving, you know, doing some other shit at your job, and you have we talking about a whole other conversation dealing with occultism and all those shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how this shit works. It's like, good, eh, all right. Am I really here? I'm not really here. <laughs> yeah. They may be here. I'm not here. Right. And that's that's kind of what, um, what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just like... I thought you were trying to touch upon that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah of, mm-hmm. of like... Um, you know, you may be giving your your time and energy, but at the same time, when you're there, you know you're you're doing. You know, you kind of you kind of brought it brought it back to that as well, like as far as skill wise or whatever you're um, applying yourself to. Um, it's really for your benefit because you go in with a well. Sometimes you go in with a particular thing in mind um, mm. as far as, like, what this position is giving you um, for the experience or more 
money or whatever the the case is, whatever you're mm-hmm. working for or towards, it's really, it's really that much. You know, it's it's how you frame it for yourself. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's how you frame it for yourself. That's it right there. Is there anything more? No, there's nothing more. That's it. It's that simple. How you frame it for yourself. You are the framework. You are the framer. Frame it for yourself. That's it. (laughs) That's it right there. That's why I say you have anything to reflect on that because you put a period on things and... You know, certain little small, certain little simple phrases like that are the most profound. People are looking for something extra. Well, I need something more. Well, there is nothing more. That's it. How you frame it for yourself. That's it. Nothing more. What you make of it. That's it. You know? Like I said before, like we touched upon before this podcast, you're going to be building on certain things and going to a certain duration of time on certain things and expanding on certain things, certain topics, situations. But it really isn't that complicated at all. At all. Like all these shits that are opened up to channels are really just one sentence and one phrase, one statement. Mm -hmm. So even though we're opening it up to a discussion and things like that in the podcast and episode lasting an hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever it may be, these shits are actually just small phrases and sentences and for you to say, what what else is more? For me to be quiet and let you just self-reflect upon yourself. Mm. That's what it's about. It's more, it's, that's it. Simple. <laughs> Simple life. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, I guess the next doorway is stress anxiety, depression, frustration, aggravation, and confusion can only exist or only exist in a second, in a minute, can only exist in the hour, can only exist in the day, can only exist in a week, can only exist within a month, can only exist in a year, and so on. So what does that mean? How does stress, anxiety, depression, frustration, aggravation, and confusion only exist in these things? They can only exist within a second or a minute or, a minute or an hour or a day or a week or a month or a year, and so on. For like this, if you just remain in the present moment and the here now or the now here, these things, they can never exist. You know, when you're within your moment of what you're doing, whether you're learning a skill, you're learning something, which is for the skull, because skill is the skull, for the brain, for the memory, to memorize what you're doing. You're learning a skill. 
at what you're doing, particularly at work, quote-unquote at work, or at a quote-unquote job, you're taking it, you're learning it, you're learning it, you're taking it, and you're running with it, and you're making things happen according to how they may have informed you of how to do things or instructed you how to do things. Okay, I'll do it like this. I got it. No problem. As you're doing it, and you start to worry about, damn, how do we pay this fucking bill next week? I got to think about this rent next month. Shit. I'm going to do this two days from now on Wednesday. It's already Monday, but I got two days. We're going to do this show on Wednesday. I'm, I don't want to do this shit, you know. Or I'm going to do this next week. I'm going to think about next year. You know, next month I have to go to this wedding on my 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 cousin's birthday party. And, oh, my God, I got to just, you know, it's just too much. I hope I don't get fired. All this shit that you think about does not exist. Where do they exist? They exist within the next second, the next minute, the next hour, the next day, the next week, the next month, and the next year. So if you just remain, if you just remain within the present moment and the here now, what you're doing in that moment, right then and there, that you have been instructed on how to do something. If you just remain there, guess what? These things that you think are so heavy on you and so important don't even fucking exist. And they can never exist. Understand this. Everything in this existence, everything is seeking to feed off to feed off of your nowness off of your now off of your right now off of your right here or your hereness because the nowness and the hereness is the only place and space where life and existence truly exists why do you think you stress so much in the moment because something that may supposed to happen a week from now that may never happen is trying to happen by having you validate its existence, which has never happened within your now moment. Why is everything always stressed within the moment? And you see, you only start to stress and become aggravated and become sick and ill and imbalanced and have these ailments only because, you know Why? Because you're sacrificing your moment, because you're abandoning your moment, because you neglect your moment. That's how these things start to occur and accumulate within your body, within the body, the vehicle that was given to you, that you are now wearing down and tearing down and taxing. Yeah, it's made to gather and accumulate and collect. That's what this vehicle does. But anything extra that you're doing on your own will and you being the now moment, the most powerful, the most supreme, the most magnificent, 
the most undescribed, the most unexplained, the most phenomenal thing in existence, and you're giving your attention to something which hasn't happened, which may never happen, you're creating these imbalances and unalignments and realignments and all this other shit, reconfigurations inside of your biological system, inside of your biological vehicle. And they're not even happening. They haven't even happened. It may never happen. What are you doing? So where does stress and anxiety and depression and frustration and aggravation and confusion, where do these just exist at so I can avoid them? They exist within the next second. They exist within the next minute. They exist within the next hour. They exist within the next day. They exist within the next week. They exist within the month. They exist within the year. If you can keep your mind and your nowness away from the second, the minute, the hour, the day, the week, the month, the year, then they can't find their way back into your area and your state of mind because you're not in their neighborhood. Stay out of their neighborhood. Get it? Stay within your zero code. Say zip code, but stay within your mind. Stay within your own zero code. Stay within your now, within your here. Just do whatever the task that you've learned to do within that moment and stay within that moment. Don't worry about your bills and your rent and and the graduation time and putting your kids back in school and what to get them for clothes for the school and lunch for this and you know, I gotta go to a funeral next month and I gotta go to this and stop putting your mind in these things because as you can see when you start to feel a certain way and feel ill frustrated confused all this stuff starts to happen stressed if you see it it exists within something which isn't even happening right now so how to avoid them? Stay away from the next second. Stay away from the next minute, the next hour, and so on and so on. Because as you see, these things only exist within these brackets of reality. So what about if I just stay doing right now what I was, what somebody has taught me to do? Or, no, what about if I just stay right here? Then just nothing can happen. These things only exist within these places. If you don't go to these places, then they can never truly exist within you. And you say, damn, well, mom, I'm always thinking these things in the moment because your moment is so powerful. Everything is trying to squeeze inside of your moment. Everything is trying to find its way and seek its way and navigate its way inside of your moment. Understand and realize and embrace how powerful your moment is. How powerful your here is. How powerful your now is. Instead of thinking about all this shit, ask yourself, why are all these shits trying to squeeze into my moment? No, but it's how you perceive in your reality. You look at things one way, always remember there's another way to look at it. Find your truth. Anything you want to reflect on that?
Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to add anything to it. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next doorway is <laughs> the mind or the brain is a crybaby and a coward. This is dealing with basically relationship-wise, in a way. The mind and or brain is a crybaby and a coward. The mind gathers, the brain cries and complains. It's a coward. It complains about everything dying, leaving, and ending. All the maybes, the might be's, the possibly's, and the probably's, it soaks itself and it drowns itself within that bullshit. The reason why is because this vessel, this vehicle, this chest piece that you have called a body, this monopoly piece that you call a body, it knows it comes to an end. It knows it shrivels. So even bringing the example of a relationship, it's always going to think about the dying aspect or somebody leaving me or some relationship ending. And maybe she might be doing this. Maybe he might be doing this. They might be doing that. Possibly this might happen. Probably this will happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is a dying vehicle within itself. So it's always going to keep its focus on the end, the leaving, the dying. See, that maybe this might happen, might, that might be, maybe that might happen, possibly this will happen, that probably already happened. Etc. If you take yourself out of that fucking brain for a second and just enjoy whatever that you had with the person, take yourself out of that state of mind for a second and just stay present within the moment of your happiness of whatever you may feel towards someone. And even play with your imagination if you choose to as well, but your imagination is based on the truth that is. Always make sure that your imagination is based on truth, not just some shit just out there. You know, it's always going to think of something leaving it and ending. And so if you know how to recognize these kind of state of minds and how this brain functions in a certain way, you can actually dodge it. <laughs> you can actually suspend from it and let it do whatever it's going to do. It's going to worry. It's going to stress. It's going to do anything and everything to create a certain type of sickness or ailment. It's a body which likes to create other bodies inside of it. Other bodies like sicknesses and ailments and what people call made dis-ease or, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's here to create that. So if you can just suspend from that crybaby or that coward, it's always scared something else may happen not to its liking. 
and you can just stay within the moment. Remember, you also create your reality. So you can realign things and make things as well as you make things occur. You can also make things not occur. But not making it not occur intentionally, just being on the the pure enjoyment of enjoying your experience with another. Not saying, okay, I'm not going to make her look at him. I'm not going to make him talk to her. I'm not going to make... Just enjoy them while they are, as they are. And that within itself will navigate certain things to keep certain things aligned. And those things that keep certain things aligned and your connection to that person, don't be surprised if it's to your desire. If it's to actually what you actually know are okay with. You know, you don't want a robot. You don't want somebody doing what you want them to do. That's 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 not a, that's not a girlfriend or boyfriend. That's a fucking slave or a robot. That's not what you want. You want them to do what they want to do, but you just want to be in your state and just enjoy them as they are. And that's it. You know, knowing these kind of things, dealing with the mind. You know, since once when then once you're connected with that person, that person is connected with you. Understand that you share a certain kind of mind. Everything is based upon self-reflection, reflection of self, reflection. See, so this is also, I'm going to share this one little short thing, which I was like a, something within someone writing up, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a little point to understand that um, what I look at with my eyes and mind, she can see and vice versa. I don't know how that may make sense to y'all and how you may take that, incorporate that and associate that and utilize that. But once you are sharing your energy and your body and your embodiment and your orbit with another orbit, you become kind of mirrors to each other. You see, people that she may bring, bring around her or people that he may bring around him you know, are actually wantings, needs, and desires and certain type of subconscious figures that actually get, that actually appear in the physical. And you can actually see what's in somebody else's subconscious mind by just looking at what people approach them. <laughs> this is just another practice I don't want to get too deep into. But... <laughs> Understand this is that this is one of the mind tactics or one of the things, the strategies of how to understand another because you're sharing a mind. Remember, she doesn't exist and he doesn't exist. She came as a need, want, and desire and came in the physical figure of a need, want, desire that doesn't have a physical figure. And vice versa goes for her. She doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. They both came or arrived or appeared or occurred or happened as a personal and private and sacred need, want, and desire within yourself. That is energy in a form because energy doesn't have a form. So it has to come to you in a form 
and it has to come as something to make you embrace it, which is what we call attraction. See, so, you know, everything physical represents something which is non-physical. Always keep that in mind. Everything that approaches you physical is representing something which is non-physical. You know? But going back to the mind's a crybaby and a coward. If you're a crybaby and a coward, you may label yourself as that. I don't know. Some people may do that or complain a lot. They say, I complain a lot and I'm always worrying about somebody leaving me, you know, relationship may ending or, you know, all these maybes and stuff like that in my mind and maybe she's doing this, maybe he's doing that and possibly, you know. This is how you know through, your, through the filter of your awareness. This is how you know that you are operating as matter over mind instead of mind over matter. Everybody says, I know mind over matter. Yeah, mind over matter, mind over matter. Yeah, but what does that really mean, a matter over mind? Because when your mind starts working for your body, <laughs> creating feelings and emotions, then you're no longer mind over matter. You are matter over mind. You're looking for ownership, to own something, to title her or him, to possess her or him. That's not mind over matter. You're operating as matter over mind. Anything you want to reflect on that? Mm. That's a good point. And, um, you know, the mention of, like, truth earlier, I feel like you hit the nail on the head with that and, and just that, um, quote you mentioned, I feel like it it kind of definitely ties things in a different way um, that I think is I think that's important <clears throat> to be aware of. I think it's a um, kind of a unique thing that some people might not um, reflect on as often and uh. Uh. Yeah. Um really interesting. Definitely, um definitely get that. Mm-hmm. Like that you touched upon this that some people may not be reflecting on as often. Don't recognize as often. That's very fucking true. No, they get caught so caught in the time, in the body. You know, so super glued to this shit <clears throat> that they don't realize it's actually is this uh, Elmer's glue. <laughs> but they get crazy glued to some shit that's actually just Elmer's glue, kindergarten glue. And they can actually just separate from that and wipe the glue off. Everything is trying to glue you to itself. It's like this body is together, it's composed together, and it orchestrates as one. In order to orchestrate as one, it has to be kind of glued or compressed or composed together. And that's the glue. And I think I touched upon the glue aspect before another episode. 
And I was like, oh, you know, you're separating from somebody or you're ending a relationship or breaking up. What you're feeling is glue. <laughs> Tearing away from the glue. And so it's, it's, it's just keeping in mind of what is trying to glue you to itself. Um, and um, you know, how efficient you are at separating yourself from the glue through the filtering of the degree of your awareness. You know, so it's, um, <laughs> that's why I'm always laughing to myself. People are like, what the fuck are you laughing at? They said you saw a comedy show last night or some shit. I'm like, nah, life is comedy, nigga. This whole shit is a joke. You know, so it's, it's <laughs> you become like the joker <laughs> in your own kind of way of understanding. Like, uh, uh, whatever. You don't really give a shit. You think you give a shit, but you don't really give a shit about shit. You've been trained and taught to think you gave a shit about things. But you don't. You know. Well, what I'm talking right now can't really be embraced like that unless, you know, people are like, well, explain it. I don't understand it. Well, it's not to be explained or understood. It's to be experienced. Once you experience it, then we can have a conversation. <laughs> you know? Right. Tell other individuals that, you know, explain it to me. I'm not here to feed your brain. I don't want to explain it to you. It's not for you to understand, to make it into a, a curriculum or a class or, no. It's just to be experienced. That's it. Once you experience it, then we align, then you... We're in sync. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, once you experience it, you're not going to really find the need to want to explain or understand this shit like that. Because you're being it. You're not trying to read it or understand and become not. You're being it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit about anything else. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, who, who is really um, the listener? Like, you know, I think when, when you say that, I kind of think of, like, social media and people... Um, explaining things all the time on there, like something, you know, okay, whatever. And it's not to dictate how people use their platforms, but it's just, um, you know, just some observation and, and I guess experience too, you know. Um, it's like you don't have to explain everything. And, and even if you do and somebody asks something about whatever it is, like you said, you can't even explain all of that because, some of mm. it, you know, a lot of it you just live, and it yes. comes with the experience. <laughs> once once yes. someone knows something, then they know it. But mm-hmm. like it, it does kind of, it kind of takes away sometimes um, sharing everything to be. You know, mm-hmm. Can't. There you go. <laughs> There you go. 
people are like, how are you not, how are you not gonna feel the need to explain yourself? It's like well, you, I can't explain that to you. I can't. You experience it, you're gonna be like, damn, I don't really feel like I want to talk. <laughs> like, I don't even feel like there's nothing to say. And that ain't bad. That ain't wrong. It's just you're just so open to the moments of just being observed, just observing things now, just looking at things, just being aware of just everything and anything around you, any time and any moment. It's just, you know, you're just open. Yeah, Yeah, you're just open. It's something that can't really be explained. It has to be experienced, and then that experience speaks for itself, you know. You know, you know, you no longer have to speak. The experience has a voice. Mm. It's speaking without sound. Perfect description. Yeah. Yep. It's like mutually understood with others that are familiar with the path that you're on. It's just mutually understood and mutually respected. It's just just known. It is what it is. It is as it is. Yeah, Yeah, so... I guess um, next doorway is a job, quote-unquote, or, quote-unquote, working... What is that? Well, it's presently doing labor as a program every day to generate a collection of currency. So having a quote-unquote job or quote-unquote working is presently doing labor, bodily labor, as a program every day to collect or to generate a collection of currency. Where am I going from here? This came to me as I was in that energy within the moment. An environment. A sitcom or a movie. You look at a sitcom or a movie. TV show or movie. What you're looking at is an individual which already put in the labor. The labor already done and no longer doing in the present moment. It's actually letting the program that it created repeat itself without putting in the present everyday labor in order to generate the currency. Once again, this goes back to what I was saying before is that you don't work for a job, your body works for you. What is the body? The body goes in the cycle, in the circle. You have pupils that are a circle. You are a cycle which is why you have certain illnesses or ailments or imbalances called sickle cells. Sickle is cycle. Cycle cell is a cell that cycles. You have habits. You go into routines. You have chores, responsibilities. You see the same people every day, do the same shit every day. 
Watch the same shows. Watch the same movies sometimes. Brush your teeth the same way. Comb your hair the same way. This thing likes to be put in a cycle, in a program. This thing, which we call a body, a vessel, a vehicle, a chess piece, monopoly piece, checker piece, whatever you want to call this thing, this Muppet, this puppet, this vehicle wants to be put in a program. This is why I say put it into a program and then step out of the program. That's the whole point. This is the whole point of working or having a job is not to get so caught up in the job when your title and your little sticker or your name on there or your picture on there. Put that fucking piece or game piece into a program and let the program run for you. You find yourself somewhere else to be while the program runs and generates whatever currency which you desire or request or want. This is the whole point of realizing, coming to the awareness and realizing through realization the space and the gap which is always present, which you haven't recognized yet. But once you recognize it, you can suspend from that program or that mother chip and find yourself somewhere else to be while your body just works for you. You can just be the witness in that. Just witness. Just look around. Look at the environment. Find some type of thrill or suspense or just interest in the environment or just being around others and individuals. You're not so caught up in the work anymore or the job that you're doing. Like I said, that's the purpose of a show or a sitcom or a movie where people actually play these roles and play in, and read these scripts. They become these characters for a little while, a few seasons, five to six, eight, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons, whatever it may be, or a movie for two and a half hours, and you end up watching the whole movie your damn life or watching these shows for years, repeats, while you're looking at them playing characters on the TV show. In that present moment, they may be at a grocery store. They may be home just relaxing or walking down a block in their neighborhood. They're no longer playing those roles at the same moment that you're watching it. They have put a character into a certain kind of program to generate some kind of currency to make sure that they're financially established in the reality and no longer have to be that present program. But they had to remain present at one time in order for the program to be, in order to make a cycle or circling a certain kind of routine of what they're doing as that character to be filmed and recorded to put into a thing which is what we call a show or a sitcom and put it into what we know as seasons many different episodes are put into seasons. That way, when they want to stop acting or retire from acting or whatever, they can just chill out and let those repeats run. So while we're watching a show today of them acting funny or whatever show you're watching, drama or whatever it may be, they may be somewhere totally different. They are somewhere totally different. 
They just drive into the store to get some water or some bread or something for tomorrow morning. And you're watching them act a part or a script or a role on TV in the present moment, which they are not in no more, no longer in the present moment. The whole point of this is create a program to repeat itself and you suspend yourself from that present program. That's what the body or the vehicle or the vessel is seeking to do. It's saying, hey, I work for you. Put me on repeat. Guarantee I can get you whatever you want and desire. But if you fall into me and you think you are me, and I'm going to make it just more difficult for you to get what you want and desire in this reality. But understand my nature. I'm here to become a cycle, a circle, a habit, a routine, a program. You don't fall into me. You just create me. When you create me, get away from me. The labor is already done, no longer needs doing. Let the program you created repeat itself without your present everyday labor. That's the fucking point. Anything you want to reflect on that? Mm. Um, I feel like that last sentence kind of sums it up. I I didn't believe I don't want to add anything to that. <laughs> Mm, no doubt. Like I said, you know, it's, it's something that you just you just start spinning. You start to spin, and you let it spin on its own. You know, like I said, you you create the cycle, you create the circle, or the actor creates the season, the person creates the rot- the routine, the employee creates the program, and once this is created already. The whole point of the creation of it is for you to step out of it. Why? To let the program work for you. That's the purpose of habit and habitual nature. What you call a habit, what you call a habitual nature. It's something which, is, which was put in a spin and keeps on spinning for you. It's saying, spin me, rotate me, let me work for you. You know, like spinning a top or spinning a bottle cap or spinning a basketball on your finger or spinning a coin on the table or the floor, whatever. It keeps spinning. The program programs itself to take the place of you and the work for you. Now it's saying get the hell out of here. Find yourself somewhere else to be. You put me in motion. I'm in motion. Get the hell out of here. Right. You see, but people find themselves in these programs which they created as it was already created. What the hell are you still doing there? So now you're going to find yourself in stress and everything all for the bullshit because you don't know, you're not aware that you created a program which no longer needs your assistance. The program is now trapped within time. 
and a time thing, a routine. If you put yourself within there, then you become a victim of time. Therefore, you fall victim to all the time activities. Stress, frustration, confusion, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Leave this shit alone. That's the whole yeah. realization. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just thought of something because um, there was yeah, a thing that I had seen. And one second. Mm-hmm. Um, one second. Pull something up. Okay, so it was this thing that I had seen, and it was funny because it was like talking about manifestation, and I thought it was a good point. Um, you know, it was basically saying like, stop peeking in the oven to see if the cake is um, is baking or something like that. Like, mm. leave it alone. Let it. Let it do its thing. I wish I could find it. But, um, because it was yeah. like a really straightforward to the you know, essence type of thing. <laughs> that says so much. Just that phrase and that statement that you said said so much and it said too much at the same time. Mm-hmm. Simple little statements like that, simple little phrases. You can see what some people's minds are like, what does that mean? And you just laugh and giggle and chuckle and just say, oh, man, don't worry about it. It just means a cake in the oven. That's what it means. Or the people that take that and like, hmm, somewhere else. Right. It says the key to manifestation is quit peeking in the oven and let the cake bake. There you go. And once you put the cake in the oven, what else? You find something else to do, right? <laughs> you start looking for the frosting. Or you start making some other food on top of the stove or whatever. Your mind, your direction gets directed elsewhere. Do something else. The cake is saying, leave me the fuck alone, nigga. You made me. You put this shit in me. Let me just fluff up. You know, when you smell me, then I'm done. You know how this shit goes. When you smell me and I start smelling through the house, you know I'm ready. A certain kind of smell. Other than that, you know, get away from me. Mm-hmm. Do something else. <laughs> That's exactly another perfect example of what I was saying. Put a program into a routine. Once you spin that shit, find somewhere else to be. Get out of there, nigga. Bye. Mm-hmm. Do something else. Right. <laughs> See, but we get sucked in into this whirlwind of a program, this tornado of a cycle. And that's how you know, you know, uh, you're, just, you're just not you're not at the path that we're talking about just yet. Not that you're inferior or anything, but you're just, you're just not what I'm talking about right now. Maybe you might get it because we're building upon it, and it's cool. You know. Maybe you might not. It's still cool, but, you know. This is what's being built upon at the moment. This is what this path is about. But this path, this is what you mean. This is the whole spiritual path. This is what it means to be. Nah, this is just what this path means. This is just what this path, this podcast is about. This is what we're building upon. This is what this is about. You be about what you be about. If you find no affiliation, no association, no incorporation with this, 
No problem. There's no problem. Do what you do. Do whatever's best for you. Right. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Ain't nothing more. You know? Nothing more. So, huh. <clears throat> next doorway is <laughs> um, another aspect of it from a relationship point of view, whether some people may have their girlfriend may have their boyfriend or boyfriend may have their girlfriend. I, I touch upon these things a lot because I've dealt and I deal with certain people, certain individuals and certain kind of experiences where you know, people will ask questions and, and it's really relationship-based. So this is why I touch upon these things a lot. Because what comes to me is very relationship-based. Um, love aspect and you know, this, you know, L-O-V-E thing and whatever you want to call it, feelings, emotions, you know, whatever. The soma body, what the metaphysicians call it. And the ancients have called it as well. But I guess you can get a little bit into it. This is the next doorway. I say, um, get a statue representing her or his principality and worship that in replacement of their human personality. A statue which is untouchable untouchable statue entities that can't be touched, cursed, hexed, etc. You know, um, people have personalities. Um, I'm not going to say which may be to your liking or disliking. That's neither here nor there. Even though certain things are certain ways to cause certain sparks of friction and awareness and realization within you, but um, that's still neither here nor there at the moment. But if you are having trouble or having difficulty trying to accept the person within their own, within their personality, or their character or their behavior, and get a statue, get something, get anything that is true to you, that makes sense to you, that you understand, that you can relate with, that represents the principles of what they project towards you, or what they project, period. And secondly, what they project towards you being in affiliation with them. Um, yes, based on principality, instead of trying to worship her or worship him or cater to him or cater to her, cater to the principle that they represent, the, the principles that they project outwardly and outwardly towards you. Embrace that instead of their human personality or their human character or their human behavior. Because at the end of the day, yeah, they may be human or physical and they have personalities, characters, and behaviors, but they still are expressing and projecting these principles which do not switch. They do not change. They do not transform. Yeah, he may be an asshole, 
but he still makes food for you at night. He still rubs your feet. Yes, yeah, she may be, you know, a witch or bitch or fucking demon on, you know, hell on wheels, whatever you want to call her. But you can't deny that you still love that hug that she gives you. You still love that kiss in the morning. You still love that she's like, oh, you okay? Well, let me make sure that you're okay. <laughs> it's these little things that we always fall back into that we choose to ignore during a, an emotional confrontation, but that we always fall back into before the confrontation. Even during the confrontation sometimes, you're like, I'm so mad at her, but I want to hug her. I'm so mad at him, but I wish he would kiss me and grab me. And even after the confrontation, before, during, and after, you see, so why ignore that which always is and which you always return back to? And it's not saying to just snap out of it, but practice on it. By first becoming aware of it and realizing the truth that it is, the truth that you are. See, things like principality and even texture, you know, how soft her skin is, how gentle her hair is, and vice versa with him. You know, when you embrace the principle of a personal or embrace the principality of a personality, you exclude the personality, which is the person, and you embrace the principality, which are the principles which they possess and project, they no longer exist. You can embrace them as principle or principality and the texture, how their skin feels, how their hair feels, you know, things like that, things like principle, texture, uh, appeasability, and a law. Embrace these things. Fuck the person and the personality and the character and behavior, you know, individuals are going to have funny and fucked up ways and weird ways that you may not want to embrace in ways or may have difficulty or, you know, whatever it may be, but just embrace the principles which they possess and project, which is inflect and reflect towards you or something you may know about them or witness about them, how they express themselves to you as a way of their own expression towards you. Once you embrace the principle, the texture, the appeasability to a, in a way they appease you and the allure of them, principle, texture, appease, and allure, and you keep these within yourself, this is the way to possess your own key, a place and space within yourself where nobody can enter but you. In other words, it's your own kind of personal lock and key to your own psychological and emotional well-being inside of yourself while still remaining within truth itself. Just enjoy the principle of them that they project 
possess and project. Just enjoy the texture that they are. Just enjoy the appeasing image that they are. Enjoy the allure of the image, the allureness of how they are. These are principles. Fuck the person and the personality, which is why I say if you're embracing these principles, then when they piss you off or get in your nerves, turn to the statue or the altar, which you have in replacement of them, of their personality. And once you go and embrace these principles or the statue or this altar that you have that they represent, which they may not know they represent, only you know because you're the witness and you're seeing what's going on and you're realizing, regardless of the confrontation, their beautiful qualities of their self. When you go to your altar or your altar or your statue, and, you, and sooner or later you're going to replace your statue and your altar with just a mind state, with just something that isn't physical. But we're going, to, we're going to talk about the physical thing within the moment. But once you go to the statue and the altar of what they represent and what their principles represent, you embrace that. And then you turn back and you embrace them. No matter if even if they had a mad face on or they have fucked up energy or some shit that's off about them, you go back and you enjoy them however the fuck you want to enjoy them because this is your experience, not their experience, not y'all experience, your experience. This is all yours. This is all you. You appeared them. You made them happen. You made them occur. Because all you, all you're doing. Do you know that? Are you aware of that? That's another question and answer within itself. Anything you want to reflect on that? No, I didn't want to say anything in particular. I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No. Because even the ugly motherfucker can be uh, somebody who may be unappeasing in certain ways, may have beautiful qualities about them. You may embrace them for their beauty that supersedes their image. So what does that mean? That means principality rules over personality. <laughs> that which can't be seen overrides that which can be seen. Huh. Which is why they say, oh, a pretty girl may have a fucked up attitude, but that makes her ugly as a motherfucker. But this ugly motherfucker may have such a beautiful quality about him. He's beautiful. <laughs> right. So, whether it's beauty or ugly, it's like you see your true nature. From what you embrace about them, you shall automatically realize, holy shit, I know my true nature. I am a fucking principle. I am not a person or that which is personal. I am a principle. And since I am a principle, I can only recognize principle and embrace other things for their principality. End of story. (laughs) Clear and immediate realization. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Yeah, because I I know all the time I see some people 
And half the time, I don't even care if you look a certain way, if you act a certain way. That's how I classify you in my head. There you go. There you go. Ugly woman over there. Because <laughs> <laughs> there'd be some shit like, you know, we human, we know, like, we say some shit like, damn, like, damn, he's ugly as a motherfucker. What the fuck does she see in him? Or we say, like, damn, she is hideous. What the fuck does he see in her ass? Mm-hmm. You know, we him? say these shit. <laughs> And this is how you know that shit kind of supersedes beyond looking image and that which you see and reflect within the mirror. Somebody may be embracing you beyond what you think you look like. No, it's it's just, I don't know, it's unexplainable. It just has to be experienced. That's it. That's it. Um, okay, well... Not too many doorways left, but one or two more after this one. Um, you supersede time by not acknowledging it. That is the only way the moment can keep you within its orbit and work for you. Mm. So basically, stop focusing on what you're, quote, unquote, going to do later. And just focus on what you're doing now. Because what you think you're going to do, quote unquote, later, may never happen. If your moment isn't in motion within a specific momentum for that lateness to align itself to occur or happen, to happen in that quote-unquote later moment. Once again, you supersede time by not acknowledging it. If you're working at a job, stop looking at your fucking clock. Stop looking at your watch. Stop looking at the time on your phone. Stop asking people what the time is. Stop asking others, when is lunch? When is break? Stop paying attention to it. And once you stop paying attention to it, you're going to see that time simply disappears. You're going to feel like you worked a 10-hour shift and it only existed within like 10 to 15 minutes. You can actually supersede time. Well, how? Stop acknowledging it, nigga. Stop giving so much attention to it. Stop giving so much life to it. In metaphysics, what did we learn that attention was? Attention is life. You're giving life to something which is a fucking dead body. When you breathe life into the lungs of, of it, then you find yourself within the body of it. Where does a body exist? A body exists within time. What else is in time? Stress, anxiety, aggravation, anger, confusion, frustration. It's no surprise when you may find yourself in this cyclic thought pattern. Not thinking, thought. Thinking and thought are two different things. Thinking can be in the moment. Thought is stuck in the past. 
Just because both of these words start with a TH doesn't mean that they're very tightly related to that degree. See, so stop acknowledging the time. Don't worry about if it's 10 hours, 8 hours, 9 hours, 6 hours, 5 hours, whatever it may be. Who cares? Just stay within the moment. Ignore time. Stay within the moment. You keep focusing on what you're going to do later on and this and that. And you're never going to embrace the now moment. The now is just going to laugh in the corner at you with his hands folded, sitting in the corner, just laughing at you because you haven't acknowledged it yet or gave it attention. You're just simply abandoning it, abandoning it neglecting it, ignoring it. And it's saying, okay, just keep abandoning me, keep ignoring me, keep neglecting me, keep doing what you want to do. You're going to go through all the human shit and all the brain activity and put yourself through all that rhetoric, all that chaos, until you just look at me and acknowledge me. But I'm going to let you go through all the bullshit and all the craziness that you want to go through because... You're just not aware like that yet. You haven't realized that I'm the only thing which exists. So this is the funny thing about the moment and about time. Time cannot exist without the existence of a moment. Think about that. And everything happens within the moment, right? What they say, first impression. You impress a girl or impress a boy or impress somebody else at a job, a boss, or supervisor, how you look, how you present yourself, presentation. It's all within the moment. You don't see these clues. You ain't, you ain't getting these hints. What you call time cannot exist without the existence of a moment. So what's more important, time or a moment? Stop focusing on what you're going to do later because later doesn't exist and never can exist and never will exist. Just focus on what you're doing now because what you think you're going to do later may never happen. If your moment is an emotion with a specific momentum for that laterness to align itself and to occur or happen, to happen within that later moment, it can't happen because you're not aligned properly within your moment to create that momentum for that quote-unquote relatedness to occur. Anything you want to reflect on that? Hmm. That's a good point. Um, no, that's, <clears throat> yeah, that's really all that exists. No. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right and exact. Righteous and exact too. Okay. Um, next story is, before emotion and judgment come into play during a confrontation and after emotion and judgment come back into play after a confrontation, the two individuals or two mates resort right back to the realization of these same principles. 
love, care, hospitality, and nurture. What does that mean? Something which returns back to that which it left from was truly always that to begin with. This is why awareness is key and why awareness is mandatory according to this path. Why? It is you being true to what is truth. What is the truth? Why get so far away from a location which you're returning right back to anyway? Emotion and judgment is what clouds truth in a certain way of looking at it. It clouds that which is true. So before emotion and judgment come into play during a confrontation, and after emotion and judgment come back into play after a confrontation, the two individuals find themselves resorting right back to the realization of these same principles, which are love, care, hospitality, and nurture. This is why I said something which returns back to that point which it left from was truly always that to begin with from the very beginning. So this is why I say, why get so far away from a location which you're returning right back to anyway? You love the love she shows you. You love the love he shows you. You appreciate and embrace the care that he gives you or she gives you. You like the nurturingness. You enjoy your hospitality. So before confrontation, during and after, there has to be some awareness which is present with saying that, damn, I may say this to her, I may say this to him, this and that, that and this. But even sometimes during the confrontation while you're mad at somebody, you're arguing with somebody, in back of your mind, you may be like, damn, I want to just hug her and kiss her right now. I want to just hug her and kiss her right now. It's, it's <laughs> and it's like, but when are you going to be real to that aspect? And it's being real to yourself. It's not being real to her or him. It's being true to your heart. It's being true to your path and just saying, ah, ah, you know, it's, ah. And this is why I say don't fall too deep into the abyss of the personality of an individual. Just embrace the principality of what they represent, of what they possess, and what they project. That is true longevity. If you are attached to their personality, then you're just building on speed. But if you are realizing and embracing the principality of what they represent, then that is true longevity. That is what you call true nature or being true to your nature or being true to the nature, the only nature which actually truly exists. <laughs> so this is why it's like, okay, emotion and judgment. Okay, I'm emotional right now. I'm judging them. They're bad. They're good. No, they're horrible. They're wrong. And these things also may factor in. You know, they, they, they're going to have their place in what we may know as relationship justice. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever people call this shit. But it's like, 
damn, I know I'm going to want to lay next, lay back next to him, or I know I'm going to want to lay back next to her, and I know I'm going to want to hug her again, I know I'm going to want to kiss him again, I know I'm going to want to talk to him and talk to her again. It's like, where do I find that sanity in the midst of this insanity within the moment? Can I embrace that? Am I aware of that? Do I realize that? Will I act on that? No. And this is why silence is a beautiful thing, just to be in silence at the moment. Just for a quick second, even while things are happening within the moment, and it's not really to give you feedback within the moment because you're in a certain space where you may want to curse them out, you may want to see some bad shit, but it's like, you know what? I'm just going to be humble. This is why the fool is known as the enlightened one in certain ways, to be the fool, to keep your mouth shut and just, not saying that you're a fucking idiot or that you're dumb, but you're just observing what's happening within the moment. And you can hear all the shit in your head as well, like, well, this motherfucker, this and that, that and this, you know, the asshole, this bitch, this, this witch, this demon, this devil, whatever you may say in your mind at that moment. Or are you pronouncing it? Or are you projecting? Are you saying it with sound? Are you feeding the fire, like as they say? You know, are you feeding the fire? Are you throwing, are you throwing gasoline on the fire? Or are you just dealing with it within yourself? And it's not saying that you're holding back and you're... No, you're actually dealing with it. But instead of dealing with it in sound and reacting, you're dealing with it in silence and responding to yourself. See, that's, that's awareness and realization of self in a certain way. And it's like, okay, all right, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's a certain kind of technique and skill. It's not the fucking easiest thing at all. You know, it's, it's, it's all practice. Everything is fucking practice. You're not, there's no such thing as a master or no such thing as an expert or professional and these words do not exist. You know, according to somebody having a certain type of experience and skill at something you may want to learn and you may want to learn at a job or learn how to ride a bike or skateboard. They may have did it longer than you and they can show you a few pointers here and there. But there's no such thing really as an expert professional master of anything because you're constantly learning. You're constantly in practice of what's going on, what's happening. You know, so like I said, you know, basically, since you know that during the confrontation or before the confrontation, during and after the love, the care, the hospitality and nurture. And I said before the point, something which returns back to that, which it left from was always truly that from, to begin with. So why get so far from a location which you're returning right back to anyway? <laughs> You know, that's the beautiful thing and the keenness and, and the zenith of what we know as awareness. Look in the moment. Anything you want to reflect on that? Um, the only thing, the only thing that came to mind, like, outside of your general, um, like, um, you know, I guess 
reflection probably be it was funny when you mentioned like the fool aspect and wisdom I thought of um, a while ago I heard this this woman um, speaking on tarot I think I, I think what she said was like the um, I guess Aquarius is the fool like represented as the fool in the tarot and it's funny because yeah. then, um, you know, astrology, you know, in Western astrology, represented, you know, as the water bear and, um, yeah. you know, just basically sharing the wisdom with humanity. Um, so I thought that was, I thought that was interesting, like an interesting contrast. And um, understanding if you if you're into that or understand that or wanted to look into that, I think it was it was kind of cool. But um, yeah, it just reminded me of that, so I just wanted to kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't agree more than that. That's that's yeah, straight on point. Mhm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. One one more part of that that just came to Good, mind was up. like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like one of the the phrases that is associated with uh, Aquarius is "I know," and then it just it kind of just reminded me of like the full aspect. Um, where, you know, there's so much to know that how much you actually know. And then the thing about it is um, with knowledge, if you're not applying that, then you are a fool to an extent. So it's, um, you know, I think there's always that potential to be, you know, so full of something, so full of knowledge. I think we kind of talked about this last time. You're full of knowledge, but you don't do anything with it, then you you know, what are you really um, actually doing? So, kind of like a a responsibility in a sense. But, um... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, like the occultist said, you know, a very well-known one, (laughs) which was a part of my path, still is, and maybe until I end the cycle, um, you know, Mr. Hemi, you know what I'm saying? And he had touched upon some as well. He said, you know, knowledge is a privilege. And with this privilege comes a responsibility. It's that fucking will. You know, some people don't know what they're doing, but some do know what they're doing and don't, don't do nothing about it. And that's the difference. You know, whether you know it or not, you're responsible for that. Because <laughs> others are doing shit and don't know that they're doing it. But if you're doing shit and do know that you're doing it, whether you know you're a god or a goddess or not, you're responsible for that. And you will be held responsible for that. 
you know, you may think you're going to get away with it in the human aspect, in the human world. All right, you know, think all you want. But this is you controlling your own reality. You control your destiny. You control your path. There's nothing else out there doing that just for you. It's you doing it for you. Mm. And certain shit has to align itself in order for certain things to come about and for it to be in a certain way. You know, so, yes, knowledge is a privilege, and with this privilege comes a responsibility. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, hell yeah. yeah. That's this why ain't nothing out there that ain't inside you. <laughs> what exactly. happened? Exactly. <laughs> um, it's so funny, someone, someone brought that same, um, like, kind of phrase into... Um, like to my attention yesterday on something um, just just made me laugh like um, mm. you know you may think you're getting away with something like in the human aspect things like that so I was just laughing I'm like oh wow yeah just um, oh, yeah. somebody else and stuff like that and I was just like mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> Like I always say that shit, uh, the word secret, you put an mm-hmm. E at the end of that shit. <laughs> yep. That's secret, all secret secret. You know, and you may think you're holding something back. And I've learned certain shit as well in life. I think I've held things back here and there, and they always fucking secrete. And they ooze out. <laughs> they leak out into the open, and it's known. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 certain things that you learn, you know, and you should learn not to do again, you know, and just, okay, let me just be real to what's real to me and what's real within myself and move with that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just that fucking exposing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, you know, but the only thing about the funny thing about awareness is that people say, Oh wow, you're aware now, you know, I wanna be aware and it's like, uh eh. No, it's not all um Sundays and sprinkles and cherry on top of awareness. It's, awareness is when you get to see the true ugly that you are. And the true uglies that things are. The true exposure of things that wasn't as exposed to you at one point. You see true, or you you come into true revelation of certain things. And then you take it from there, you know. Does it make you righteous or great or superior? No, it's just, you know, some people see things for what it is and still do opposite shit. But when you see it, you know, do with it as you will. Do with it as you want, as you desire. But don't cry when shit comes back in return. If you knew better from the first time and you choose to repeat that, then just be be okay for the war path or the aftermath that may happen after. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> no. <clears throat> um, 
Okay. This is the... uh, Hmm? That's interesting. Somewhere in um, saying they want to be aware, you know, asking Hmm. about being aware. It's just like if you you have the um, awareness (laughs) to ask, then you must know something. (laughs) Exactly. So... um, Asking seems like a distraction or um, uh, like a procrastination method, mm. something to, <clears throat> to take away from mm. becoming or um, expressing yeah. or acknowledging, mm-hmm. like a denial or rejection. Yeah, another way of looking at it, exactly. That's why, you know, I say true awareness is when the horror begins. <laughs> You're like, what do you mean? That's supposed to be the beauty of life and realization and clarity. I said, no, that's when the horror movie begins, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that's when you actually get to see shit that you wasn't able to see before within yourself, amongst others, and amongst other environments and atmospheres. You know, there's a saying as well that when you see, you should be distraught. And when you are distraught, you should start rejoicing. Mm. No, because the kingdom is at hand. And that was something that, um, as well as uh, Hemi, also touched upon. And um, but understanding that statement or that phrase is very mandatory according to this path according to this path right this is not the only path but according to this path and this podcast what the hell uh, is built upon in this shit absolutely salad okay um Next doorway is <laughs> see when y'all mad, certain people are mad at certain mates together, and they may be mad or feeling a certain way towards somebody else that they're with. What I would advise you, what I would recommend you to do, or suggest you to do, it may sound crazy, it may sound a little off or not abnormal, but if you're mad your mate what you need to do if you're according to this path understanding what's going on here buy them a gift <laughs> no get them a surprise you know every time you're mad or angry or upset with them and why the fuck would I do that she pissed me off. He pissed me off. I was like, well, this is how you destroy the ego and the personality. Because I say they pissed you off. Are you emotional? Yeah. He made you angry. Are you emotional? Yeah. Well, that's the personality. And that's the ego. Well, how do I destroy that? 
Do the opposite. This is how basically one of the techniques or one of the methods, how you equal yourself out. You equal yourself out or bring yourself to a state of equilibrium by doing a true-to-self action, being completely true to your heart and your heart's path and how you feel towards them, regardless of their doings towards you. So whatever you can't even think or fathom or imagine to do at that moment of being emotional or judging them with certain things, do the total fucking opposite. Well, why would I want to do that? Because if you're feeling a certain way, doesn't that fuck up your appetite? Doesn't that mess with your mind? Doesn't that throw you off health-wise? Mentally, physically? Does that do any benefit for you at all that is is according to how you, you know, want to benefit from something or something that which is enhancing you? Is there something, anything which is opposite of self-enhancement going on? And if you say, yeah, then wouldn't it be wise to do the total opposite? But before you do the total opposite, do you have any self-control or self-discipline to completely do the total, the totally opposing thing which you absolutely do not want to do? But that do not want to do is only governed within your emotional state. If you want to break that emotional cycle then you have to fucking commit the opposite action. See, so this is how you equal yourself out or once again bring yourself to a state of equilibrium within yourself by being true to yourself and doing a true-to-self action. Being, truly, being, being completely true to your heart's path. Being completely true to how you feel towards them, regardless of their doings towards you. you know, anything you want to reflect on that? Hmm. Um, I... I think that you you really um, sum that up. I, I don't think there's anything for me to say on that. Um, I think that's a, a like a really interesting way to handle things. I think it's really. I mean, because you know, it's like yeah. I mean, it's like it's like the more real. Um, exactly, it's a balanced thing. Exactly, it's it's and it's it's so personal and sacred within yourself, within you. You are you to yourself. It's like the more real you are to what's real to you and what's real for you, 
the more really you become to yourself and everyone else around you. So basically it's like the more you live in that truth, the more that truth lives within you. Right. What do you mean by that? Remember, this is a paradoxical reality. You know? It's a paradoxical reality. What you think you're doing to something else is actually being done to you. It's going to happen that way. So the more real you are to what's real to you and what's real for you, the more real you become to yourself and everyone else around you. The more you live in that truth, the more that truth lives within you. It's like coloring yourself in more and more until you see an image, a colorful image. And within that coloring of self, it's a kind of unintentional singling out of anyone and everyone else because you're truly being you. You're engulfed within yourself. You are you. And that's it. You're completely you, and you are completely tent within being that complete you. It's not you don't care what's happening outside, but you have no concern of what's outside that orb of reality. No? <laughs> like the last one or second to last um, the next doorway is <laughs> this came like in the form of poetry I don't know why it came like the form of a poem <laughs> it came to me that way so I wrote it down I guess to open up from there but I said um, what keeps you here this, this is based on understanding your spiritual nature from your physical nature what's going on so this is how I wrote it down I said what keeps you here? What keeps me here? If it wasn't for sex, chocolate, and wine, I'd just simply disappear. <laughs> you see, these things, these are your anchors, your personal here anchors, the anchorings that keep you here. These are neither bad nor good things. They're just simply things. Things like what? Taste. Feel. Intoxication. And or adrenaline. Euphoric-like, euphoric-like states of existence. Things that hold and keep your attention and interest here. Things you've consciously and or subconsciously created or things you've consciously and or subconsciously created a longing for, wanting for, yearning for, desiring for at certain times and points in your experience for whatever reason and from whatever circumstance. Hmm. See, when you look at 
yogis and gurus and spiritualists and people who are spiritually in tuned or, you know, otherworldly in tuned or however you want to call these things, if you look at them in certain ways and you say, damn, they're so this, they're so out the body, they're so non-physical, what's keeping them in this physical reality? Why are they still here? Why don't they just disappear? Why don't they just go somewhere? We have physical cravings. that we may indulge in intentionally and or unintentionally. And these things keep us here. If these things wasn't in place, then we just simply disappear. See, so that's why I, had, I touched upon things. That's why I said, what keeps you here? What keeps me here? If it wasn't for sex, chocolate, and wine, I'd just simply disappear. Mm-hmm. You see what certain things, <laughs> this is the certain cravings that, you know, certain things that whatever you may indulge in that keeps us in this physical body wanting to feel something, taste something, uh, you know, intoxication, to feel intoxicated off of something, an adrenaline off of something, you know, euphoria, these euphoric-like, these, these uh, euphoric-like states of existence. These are things that keep your attention, that hold and keep your attention and interest here, in this physical existence. These are things that just basically, these are anchorings or anchors that your awareness makes clear to you sooner or later. And these things were created consciously and or subconsciously through a longing for, wanting for, yearning for, desiring for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, at different points in your experience, different points in your life, from whatever reasons, from whatever happens. Whatever it may be, they just happened and they occurred that way and they created and developed along that stream until you find yourself here, now, in this kind of cycle of cyclic nature or state of mind or state of existence. But if anyone wanted to detach or release from this physical reality, you have to first know what is keeping you here in this physical reality. That's why I say look at uh, gurus and yogis and, like I said, certain spiritual beings. They have these little rings on a little small ring or a little earring in the ear or a little ring on their finger or a little ring on their toe or something that may keep them in this physical reality, which is keeping their body present, keeping their body feeling that metal or, that, or their finger feeling that gold around the finger or something feeling something which is present, keeping them within this present physical reality. If these rings and these things are on their fingers, on their nose, in their ear, on their toes, whatever it may be, they will, shrim- they will simply just shrivel up, shrink, and disappear from the body. 
if they totally lost their carnal desires for bodily activity. See, so these things being on them and pierced in them, it keeps them in this body. It keeps them in this body. So whatever you indulge in, whatever you have a craving for, whatever you yearn for, want, need, desire, these are things which anchor you in this reality and which keep you in this reality. So if you ever wanted to detach or release from this reality, you have to first find out what is anchoring me or keeping me here. What do I have a taste for? What do I have a feel for? What do I get intoxicated by? You know, what, what do I get an adrenaline for? What makes me feel the state of euphoria? Because this keeps the body alive. It keeps it feeling and feeling and feeling and feeling and feeling and feeling. Keeping you anchored within this physical or third dimensional or third density reality. So in order to escape or release or suspend or eject from this third density, you have to first find out what is keeping you here in this third density. And then you work on those things from that point forward. Like I said, these are just certain things to keep in mind. This is why I came to the poetry. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I came to the poetry kind of point of view. But like I said, what keeps you here? What keeps me here? You know, if it wasn't for sex, chocolate, and wine, I'd just simply disappear. And this is just being aware of what you know keeps you here or keeps your attention or your interest here. Because if these things weren't here, then I just simply disappear. Mm. Yeah. Anything to reflect on that? <laughs> um, I, I think that's a, um, like a, a very I don't want to say concise, like concise poem, but it's very like to the essence. Like it's very. Um, yeah, it it captures both sides very well. Like I think, um, like that was the first thing that came to mind was like, um, you know, in a relationship it could be either way. Like, like you said, um, what keeps you here, what keeps me here. That's like a, um, you know, from both people in the relationship perspective, you know, it could be where um, one person, you know, they they make up with the person with those things or, you know, like to, to keep them quiet or something like that, you know, it could be like, um, you know, that's, or maybe that's what the other person enjoys or something. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. You know, can imagine a lot of different things. Like you can imagine stories with with the rest of with that. Shit, hell yeah. That's why and joy is enjoy the joy in the joy inside of you. 
the inner joy, internal joy, enjoy, joy in. So I say enjoy, not enjoy. It's an inner joy. You know, these things that you enjoy, you have to work on these things now and detach from these things or discipline yourself from these things, control yourself from these temptations or these things in order to start or to begin that release if you want to release from it. These are the things that you have to release from, these cravings, these wantings, needings, desirings, addictions, obsessions. Well, how can I release from this body? These are the things that you have to work on. Holy shit. Exactly. Hmm. (laughs) You know, know, if you want to know why you're not moving on the surface of the water, you have to understand that you dropped the anchor first, nigga. And you have to locate where the anchor is at to find out how deep it went into the ground, how heavy the chain the anchor is, and pull it back up to the surface before you can move along the stream on the surface of face of water again. Right? How the fuck you won't move? You don't know where your anchor is at and how heavy it is, how deep it dropped, what it dropped into, and know how to pull it back up into the boat again. How are you going to move again? So it all depends on how far you dropped. And if you drop very far, then that shows the cloudiness or the mist of your awareness that you thought you were at one point, but never really was to begin with, that you may have to work on. That's fine. No wrong or right to that, you know? Yeah. So it's work to be done, but not work on the outside, work to be done on the inside. Exactly. So you can't run from. Exactly. The work you can't learn from. Yep. Oh, that too. But I said run. <laughs> oh, the work you can't run. There you go. Another way. Exactly. So I did that as well. Okay. And I guess the last doorway for the evening is the last one. It kind of falls back to what we touched upon before. Um, but this one is a, a program is created inside the cycle of time. And after a while, the program relieves you of that cycle of time and releases you back to your moment. But if you re-acknowledge that cycle of that program of time, which was already created and put in place prior to that acknowledgement, then you fall right back into that cycle of time again thus abandoning your moment once again. So what I'm saying here is that once you create a program or a cycle or routine at your work or your job, whatever you're doing, once you come into that program, you create that mother chip or that motherboard of you doing a certain routine of what you learned and are skilled that. You had to create it within a certain time frame. After the program is created and becomes a program which self-programs itself, you get suspended from that time and get to be outside of time or other than time. When you're that other than time or outside of time, you don't longer have to be the body anymore. But if you re-acknowledge that old time cycle of program that you created, 
then you fall right back into that cycle of time again, thus abandoning and neglecting your present moment once again. Mm. So don't acknowledge it anymore. Once you create a program, wherever you're at, whatever routine you're doing, whatever cyclic nature you find yourself in within that time frame, once it's created, get the fuck out of it. Find somewhere else to be. Let the program run of its own. That's why it creates a skill or learns something so that it can do it on its own. Once it starts doing it, it's telling you, all right, get the hell out of here. I don't need you anymore. Put your mind on something else. Find somewhere else to be. But if you acknowledge the program which is put in place, which doesn't need your acknowledgement, doesn't need your attention, doesn't need anything more from you, but if you acknowledge it again, then you fall right back into that cycle. You fall right back into that circle, and you find yourself once again drowning within time. And what exists within time? Stress, frustration, anger, anxiety, confusion. It pulls you right back into that realm because it's saying, why are you looking at me again? Why are you acknowledging me again? Why are you giving me attention again? Okay. So since you're acknowledging me in this world, this world is about stress, confusion, anxiety, frustration, you know, anger, all the other shit that you want to worry, worry, all the other shit. This is where, this is what exists here. So since you want to acknowledge me, I'm going to pull you back into here and I'm going to make you worry and stress about the next bill, next rent, next this, the funeral you got to go to next month, you know, this and that you got to go to a few months from now. I'm going to make you worry about the shit from next year that hasn't even happened and may never happen. All because you have abandoned your moment once again. Because like I said before, where does stress, anxiety, anger, frustration, confusion, etc., worry, all these things, where do all these things exist in? They exist within the next second. They exist within the next minute. They exist within the next hour. They exist within the next day. They exist within a week, within a month, or within a year. So what is that saying? That's saying you're not paying attention to your fucking moment. When you sacrifice the moment, you're sacrificing your sanity. Hmm. Something to think about. Any reflection on that? I was still kind of marinating on that last line, um, you know. Wow. Yeah, I think, you know, I think everything (laughs) just like it's very true. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very true. Exactly. You know, instead of a work environment or around other, uh, what you call it? Um, not co-employees. What was that shit called? Co-workers. Around other co-workers, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, since we're not happy with ourselves, 
and we're not satisfied with ourselves, and we're not content with ourselves, we're busy trying to be better than somebody or be greater than someone next to us. And something came to me in this way where it said, just because you're doing your best doesn't mean that you are at your best. Mm. Said, what the fuck does that shit mean? And this shit, this shit came to me while I was working, doing something. I'm like, what the fuck does shit came to me? Just because you're doing your best doesn't mean that you are at your best. So I questioned that awareness or that channel that came to me. I said, what do you mean? <clears throat> and I said, basically, people I said, stop trying to compare and compete and just embrace being complete. Mm. Mm. Hmm. So I had to hum that shit. Just a hmm. No, because sometimes it's not your mind that you're receiving certain things. Sometimes you may be intercepting somebody else's mind next to you, and you may have to figure something out within your channel and your awareness, your intuition. And once that's figured out and reconfigured, that gets sent back to their mind and they may find themselves in a different state right next to you. You may have just fixed something in their mind that has been intercepted by you. Because I'm like, I'm not comparing to compete. What the fuck are you talking about? So that means that somebody around me was trying to compare or compete. And since I've fixed this in my mind, that immediately got extracted back to them. Mm. And you start to see certain things. Like, you know, that saying, they say, um, um, people, places, and things, when your energy is low, people, places, and things control you. But when your energy is high, you control people, places, and things. Mm. And it's not about trying to be a master or being a wizard or a manipulator or, you know, nah. Don't take it in that fashion. This is just you being you. Right. Just you being aware. Being wise to your surroundings. Realizing what you are. And what things are and what it is. So once again... Just because you're doing your best, because doing your best sometimes you're trying to compete or compare with somebody else or other people. Just because you're doing your best doesn't mean that you are at your best. <laughs> mm-hmm. So stop trying to compare and compete and just embrace being complete. <laughs> Anything more clever on that? What happened? <laughs> you can put that on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why the fuck these uh, knowing came to me, like poetry all of a sudden. This fucking episode, I have no idea. But it just came to me, these certain kind of uh, things at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very profound. <laughs> Definitely um, relevant and... Going to, mm. I had um, I was thinking of that too. I don't remember <clears> when, but <throat> that's only in the past week. Um, you know, yeah, 
definitely always, always um, relevant. I think just in general, as far as like everyday life, it's something mm-hmm. to keep in mind. Something to keep in mind and practice. Absolutely. Something to keep in mind and keep in heart. Mm-hmm. Something to practice and something to remain true to. Mm-hmm. This is all. Uh, this is all graduation time. Mm-hmm. You know, graduation is, is validates the word gradual. You gradually proceed. Not blindly or speeding, gradually proceed along your path and navigate yourself with as much awareness as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's today's fun time. with that we just say thank you to the listeners once again if you have mm-hmm. any questions comments ideas or thoughts uh, whatever you have feel free to contact us back on anchor where you can email um, beyond words and expression at gmail.com b-e-y-o-n-d w-o-r-d-s a N D expression E S P R E S S I O N at Gmail dot com. That's it. That's it. Yes, yes, yes. Salamat to the listeners as well. It's appreciated in the braces always and always. Um yeah, so another complete one. Goes in the south. You already know the saying. Until next time. Well, I'll keep you in mind until next time. Keep you envisioned. One. Zero.